0: Welcome back to the All Our Ways podcast. I'm your host, Noah Heron. And if this is your first time listening, this is the podcast where we take different generations, different perspectives, and we bring them together for the same Jesus. I am so pumped. Today's episode literally could not be more fired up for an episode. We've got our first female on the episode. She is an incredible leader. I'm going to introduce you to her in just a second, but before I do, let me give a huge shout out to our Season 1 All Our Ways podcast sponsor, the Jesus Loves You Company. These guys are amazing. Go check them out on Instagram at Jesus Loves You Co. They just came out with some new tie-dye shirts that say Jesus Loves You with these little smiley faces on them. They're amazing. I just got mine. You can get one too by using the discount code All Our Ways at checkout. Go let them know we sent you. Get their stuff. They're, they're spreading the message of Jesus. Their clothing is incredible. I uh, can't say enough about them. Go check them out. Love those guys. Um, Okay, today we have an incredible guest. Her name is Tiffany Hammer, and um, chances are if the name Tiffany Hammer doesn't ring a bell, maybe the group that she's a part of will. Uh, She leads worship with Elevation Worship, and most of the songs on their new album feature her. She um, leads songs like Available, With You, so many other different songs that you probably worship to regularly without even knowing that it's her. I know many of our listeners will know Tiffany already, but Tiffany's story is so cool. She's an extremely young leader, um, leading at an incredibly high capacity. She's extremely anointed, extremely gifted, one of the greatest and coolest voices I have ever heard. Uh, But what stands out to me about Tiffany is Her grace and her humility, she just oozes it. Um, She is so much fun to be around. She is just, uh, man, she's just incredible. And I really think that she has wisdom beyond her years. You'll see that and hear that our conversation today it was an honor to get to talk to her she has become a friend to my wife Maddie and I and um, I can't think of anyone more fitting to be our first female guest on the pod I think you're gonna love this conversation so without further ado uh, my conversation with Tiffany Hammer Tiffany thank you so much for joining us on all our ways
1: absolutely so happy to be here
0: So I think um, a lot of people probably will recognize you from being a part of Elevation Worship and all the cool stuff that you get to do um, there in Charlotte. Uh, It's just incredible. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, I was really fortunate. My wife, Maddie, and I got to hang out with you in January of this year um, before coronavirus and before all that. Um, crazy stuff. We got to hang out at a conference that we were putting on and we got to hear a little bit of your story um, on what life was like before you got to Elevation. I think it would just be really cool. Um, Could you just kind of tell us like where you're from, where you went to school, just what life was like before you started leading worship where you are now?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So I grew up in Pennsylvania. My parents were pastors up there. um, So kind of grew up as a PK was at church you know the second it opened until yeah. la- the last one's there you know how it goes um so grew up that way and and loved it loved um being in church loved my family and everything and then um ended up going to southeastern university in lakeland florida hey. loved it there it was the best experience um studied ministry there and then was like involved with the worship team as well on campus and so just kind of gained a lot of knowledge and experience being at college. Mm. And um, long story short, ended up doing an internship with Elevation during college. Um, cool. And kind of moved to Charlotte for the summer, got to hang around here, be with the team, and just really fell in love with the, the heart and the vision of the church. Um, and so after I graduated college, I had to come back and came <laughs> back to Charlotte and kind of finished a bit of a, like an apprenticeship program. And then got the opportunity to come on staff here, so it's been amazing.
0: So cool. So, did you like? Um, did you feel like you were going to go into vocational ministry? For a, it sounds like you knew that going into college. Like, at what point in your life did you really feel like that's what you wanted to do?
1: Yeah, I honestly, growing up in the church, it's kind of all I ever knew. Hmm. It was just all that I ever wanted to do, all I ever thought about. Um, you might be able to, ter- to relate, but being a pastor's kid, a lot of times you're kind of thrown into positions because no one really showed up to do it. And so you're <laughs> kind of the person there. And so with worship, I, I grew up singing. I always loved singing, but mm. as far as leading worship, it was sort of just some, like, I just, they needed somebody to help with youth group and yeah. I knew how to sing. And so I kind of <laughs> stepped into a role, just super young, not qualified to do it, but mm. to help out. And through that process, just begin to fell, fall in love with worship and the presence of God and those moments wow. leading, you know, where there's 10 kids in the youth group, but there's this beautiful, just presence of God and people are at the altar. And it was just the thing that I craved the most. And so- yeah. Kind of just from that experience of being thrown into something, um, I really just felt like God gave me a heart for his presence and all of that. And so when I went to college, I didn't study music or worship, but I was heavily involved with it on the campus and, you know, in a local church on the weekends. And then just studied ministry because I wanted to just, I don't know, learn about all areas of ministry in in the church Mm and everything like that.
0: I feel like the fact that you went into ministry and wanted to, um, when you got to college is a miracle in itself, because I feel like <laughs> with, with PKs, there's like a 50, 50 chance of like, either you're going to go all in with ministry or like, you're going to start a biker gang and like, <laughs> just go do something totally crazy. Um, That's true. I know that, uh, I'm a PK as well. And that was kind of my story until the end of college, um, But uh, anyways, okay, so there is one story that you told um, Maddie and I that I just think is the coolest story because uh, many people listening to this, they probably um, worship to some of the songs that you lead in the car or at their house or what I mean, (laughs) just elevation worship is incredible. So many um, incredible songs, incredible worship leaders. Um but you tell us you told a story to us about the first time that you and uh our friend David um were invited to like an elevation worship like retreat and you had yes. to do this songwriting <laughs> challenge will you share that with people listening i thought that was hilarious
1: Absolutely. So yeah, like you said, me and another worship leader here named David, we had the opportunity to go on a writing retreat with Elevation Worship. With at like at the time we were so new. Yeah. And just the thought that we were invited, we were stoked out of our minds. We we're like, okay, this is our <laughs> opportunity. We were so excited. So we get there and we're all kind of splitting up into groups and kind of all the rooms in the house were being taken by people like that have been there for years and so the only room left was the outside porch and this is in the (laughs) middle of summer and hot as ever but we were so dedicated to just come out with something and so we kind of isolated ourselves outside on the porch all day sweating and just working hard to try to get something but it was just the best memories of trying so hard to write a song because it was our first time there yeah. that we were invited and it was such a great opportunity came away with like a fun little song and so yeah it, it was a good opportunity but did so that
0: fun. song ever make it to an album
1: no nobody's ever heard the song <laughs> <laughs> but it was our I've... ticket in the door
0: I think uh, I think David's words were I asked the same question when we were eating lunch that day, and David said, um, "No, the song didn't make it, and no, you can't hear it." <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> that's. Sorry, I nobody love will that hear story. that one. <laughs> I love so it.
1: So funny.
0: So um, one of the really cool things about um, your story, in my opinion, is how young you are, um, and most of our listeners are really young. And I think sometimes age can be an intimidating thing when you feel like you're called to do something. Like For you sure. even referenced it just a second ago um, when you were invited on that trip to songwrite. And there's these people who've been around longer, who've been doing it longer. Um, it didn't take away from your calling, but it can be intimidating to try to lead in that, uh, in that space. Um, what has it been like to lead at such a young age? And what are some of maybe the things that you found uh, difficult or challenging? Um, For instance, I know for me, there were always second doubts when we were starting the gathering of like, how can I lead these people? Mm -hmm. They're the same age as me, or maybe they're even older than me. Have you ever had some of those same um, doubts and challenges?
1: Absolutely. I think, I think being young is just, there's a lot of different, um, maybe difficulties that, that come along with it. Um, Something for me that I've found is really hard is you have to fight the urge to prove yourself. When you're young, you kind of feel if you're the new person, if you're young and someone gives you an opportunity, like David and I at the writing camp, we wanted to prove that we belong to be there. Right. (laughs) And it's just this, just, you have to fight the urge of like, if God's put me there, I don't have to prove anything to anybody. If God's given Mm me this opportunity or this, um, whatever it is, like place of authority, then you have to just rest in the confidence that God's put you there. And it's not, you know, proving to man that you're worthy of it. Like one of my favorite, um, stories in the Bible is when Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist and what I love about it is, you know, you know, the story, he was baptized and God's voice from heaven says, this is my son who I am well pleased. Mm -hmm. And what I love about it is that was before Jesus did any miracles before he, you know, opened up the blind eyes, fed the 5,000, turned the water into wine. Before any of that, he heard the father say, I'm well pleased in you. And so Mm -hmm. it kind of I just love the thought that we don't have to prove ourselves. Like we're already fully accepted by God first and we don't have to, you know, do anything to earn his approval or do anything to prove that we're worthy of it, you know? Mm. So that's something I kind of cling on to.
0: I love it. So have you ever, have you ever felt like maybe, um, you have gotten out of that mindset and and kind of went with the pressure a little bit and if so was there like a signal or like a radar that kind of popped up that was like oh like this is a warning sign that I'm kind of like striving and not just like resting in this state of acceptance has that ever happened Mm. to you personally
1: I would say I would say yeah all the time like I think Mm -hmm. it's always kind of a a wrestling match with like my flesh and my spirit side of things. Like, I know that this is what I should do, but this is what I'm feeling. Mm. I think, I think my first kind of few years on staff was a lot of just trying to prove myself and trying to make others like me. Like, I don't know if you are like me, but I'm a total people pleaser. And I want people to like me. And when you're new or when you're young, you just want that even more. You're kind of finding yourself, you're finding your voice. Mm. And so I I don't know. I think, I think just a red flag is when I just know, I know what my motivation is behind decisions that I'll make, or I want this person to like me. So I'm going to do anything I can to, you know, get them to like me. And Mm. not all of that is bad, but when that's like the the motivation, I think it, I think it can be a dangerous place and I find myself there a lot. And that's where I always have to go back to this reminder, you know?
0: Yeah, man. So good. So um when you came to uh tennessee with us um i'd seen you lead worship so many times at that point we'd been out my wife and i had been out to uh, a couple of the live recordings that you guys had done and um i already knew maddie already knew how incredible you david um are and were Uh, but that was the first time for a lot of our team that they'd ever gotten to um, be in the room with you guys leading worship and our worship leader who is legit one of the the best worship leaders I know his name's David Virgo shout out to David um I'll so never good. forget after you guys did sound check like like it wasn't even like the the real like set people weren't even in the room yet and after you guys did sound check he grabbed me backstage and he said bro he was just like just speechless Um, And he said, the authenticity and the anointing that they have carries so much weight. And um, I just remember him saying that and and coming from him like that is like the ultimate uh, compliment because he's he's got an incredible gift and incredible anointing on his life as well. Um, but I, I know that we've got several worship leaders on here who they've got crazy amounts of talent, you know, they can, they can sing like crazy. They can play instruments so well. Um, but for those who are like really seeking the anointing of God on the way that they lead worship, are there any pieces of advice that you could give to those people? And what is like the anointing to you? Like, how would you describe it?
1: yeah well thank you so much it was such an honor to kind of come out there and meet the whole team um i i i say this a lot and it might sound a little cheesy but i always like think to myself like let jesus hear your praise before anybody else does so the Mm -hmm. time that you get on the stage and everybody's kind of hearing your worship it's kind of a vulnerable place to be um like, I I hope that that's not the first time God heard you say, I love you, or I trust Mm you. Um, And that Mm -hmm. should be really the overflow of your time with God. Um, Because I just think like the stage, it can be such a, such a dangerous place to, because it's so vulnerable, because you're putting your heart out there, like it can just be crumbling in a way. Mm -hmm. And so really just like, knowing who you are and knowing how to praise God, like on your own, knowing how to lead your own heart and worship has been so powerful for, for my own walk with God. Um, yeah. Just kind of thinking out loud here. Um, yeah,
0: no, it's so good. It's amazing. I think that, um, there are, I, I'm assuming here, so correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I'm guessing that there are people and worship leaders that you encountered maybe they were a part of your life or maybe they were just people that you saw from afar that exemplified that they were kind of people that you look up to were there any worship leaders that you really looked up to growing up or even in college or maybe even still right now like who because I think a lot of our generation if you ask that question to them just people who love worship music a lot of them would say you and I know that like you're super humble and you will not accept that but it's (laughs) it's the truth um and I think it I think it's cool to see how generationally um things are passed down and mantle's are passed like it's a super biblical yeah. principle but like who are some of those people for you that that kind of inspired you to believe the way you do
1: Absolutely um I think growing up like Carrie Job was just everything like yeah. I just loved her all of her songs kind of before they were total like worship songs they were just like beautiful kind of love songs to god and i grew up on those um mm. another one that i still love too is uh stephanie gressinger i i think yeah. what i loved about her is you could just tell that she really knows the lord and she really loves the lord and so it was always those people that i just I just wanted to be like, and I wanted to, I wanted to know what they know. And I wanted to know how they could write a lyric that is Mm -hmm. so intimate because they, they, you can't just write that. You must know something about God that I don't know, or you must know something about his presence that I don't know. And so just kind of having people to look up to like that is so like, so powerful. And I still look up to so many people, um, Mm -hmm. even today. And so I feel like, I don't know, like, you're always kind of bringing people along with you. Um, yeah. Sorry. Got distracted.
0: <laughs> You're so good. <laughs> um, I love it. So Carrie Job, um, do you have a favorite Carrie Job song?
1: I mean, it's a classic, but Revelation song.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: it's just, it's just perfect. It's timeless. I love yeah. it, and yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay, um, you mentioned just a second ago about like uh, Stephanie Gretzinger, like like you have to know God different than I do to come up with lyrics like that. And um, what a lot of people might not know about Elevation is that um, you guys like all are kind of a part of different uh, songs writing processes. And mm-hmm. you, from my understanding, have had a huge part to play in the recent project um, from Graves into Gardens. And just like every person that I talk to um, at Elevation about the worship, they're like, yo, Tiffany is an incredible songwriter. And David was like, singing your praises. I love how you guys are so like for <laughs> each other. It's the coolest um, culture that you guys have in the bands and on the team. But uh, I know that we've got some songwriters listening, and I'm super interested because uh, I wrote one song in my life. It was a yes. love song.
1: It I was love a love that. song) <laughs>
0: It was called Her Smile. I was in the seventh grade. It was for a girl that was not my wife. It was a horrible song, hence why she's not my wife, but it worked out um, so how it was supposed to. But uh, I'm really interested. How, like, where does it start for you? Like, what it, does some of the process look like? I'm not asking for the secret sauce, but take us kind of yes. the journey of writing a worship song.
1: Absolutely. Well, i'm so honored to even get to play a part in worship here because the songs have you know come out way before me and they have spoken to me and ministered to me, so the fact that I even get to be in the room sometimes is such an honor for me um, little backstory I guess about that um. I'd like been writing kind of since I was a young girl and in college wrote a lot. And just to be honest, none of my songs kind of went anywhere. No one really liked any of my songs. And so I kind of always felt like I must not be a writer and just, I remember being in college and thinking to myself like, well, I guess I'm just going to be a worship leader, but guess writing's not my thing. And I just yeah. remember the Lord kind of stopping me in my tracks and, uh, kind of saying like, my gifts are irrevocable. Like, how dare Mm. you decide, you know, what your gifts are at this young age. Um, Mm. And so long story short, kind of moved to Charlotte and was a part of Elevation and found myself in a random meeting with a a few of our staff and our pastor. Um, And again, sparing all the details, I ended up singing an acapella song that I had written. <laughs> the song, again, you'll never hear it. It wasn't any good. But I had determined kind of on my own to just work on the craft and, and work on songwriting, even though no one had ever liked my songs. I'm just going to mm. keep going after this and keep developing this craft. And so when the time came And I was asked randomly to sing a song. I had something to sing. And I think that was, I just decided, okay, God's gifts are irrevocable. And if he's giving me this gift, I'm just going to work on it kind of in the dark room. Like we like to call it here and by myself in my, in my room. And so just started to develop that, um, that gift and that craft, um, and songs that nobody would ever hear. Um, and so when I came to Elevation, it was a lot of that. It was a lot of just kind of developing the craft underground, under under the scenes, behind the scenes, um, and found myself in a room with a few of our staff members and Pastor Steven. And through a weird series of events, I ended up being asked to sing an, a song that I'd written acapella, which I don't recommend for anybody trying to share a song. It's not fun. But um, sang a song. It really wasn't very good. It wasn't anything special. But I think the point was that I had something to sing because Mm. I hadn't given up on, you know, Mm. what God was calling me to do. And so long story short, just, just started to get invited to be in the room and get to contribute a little bit and Mm. not based on any of my own merit, not based on, you know, this is a catalog catalog of songs that I've been a part of at all. It was like, I didn't deserve to be there at all, but for whatever reason, Mm. God had allowed me to walk in the door. And I think that that kind of goes along with what we were talking about earlier. Of yeah. That's the only confidence you really can have is when God mm-hmm. opens up the door, when you're young, when you're still trying to find kind of your place and your voice. But mm-hmm. when God opens up a door, you have to confidently walk through it, whether mm-hmm. you deserve it or not, or whether, you know, you feel like you deserve to be in the room or not. Um,
0: wow.
1: but that's what I would say like that's a little bit of the backstory of how I kind of got involved with songwriting um and I'm still learning I'm learning from who I feel are like the best of the best writers and kind of every time I'm I get to be around them I'm always kind of taking notes and Mm. seeing what works but for me it's really about coming from a place of worship and honesty um singing something that I mean Mm we like kind of being in the room and, and digging into like, do I believe this? Is this yeah. honestly where I'm at or does this just sound good to sing? What, what can I say that is vulnerable and honest um, that people can relate to and that hopefully can draw everybody closer to the Lord?
0: Man, so what I'm hearing you say is that all of the songs that um, you wrote that will never make it to an album helps prepare you for being in that room and having the confidence to, um, speak up. And, uh, now you're a part of the process. I'm really curious. Like I know as a, as a pastor and as a preacher, there are moments when I'm preparing a sermon, right? That would be like my version of, of writing a song. Um, there are moments when I'm writing and I'm preparing where sometimes I'm like, man, this is just not my best, you know? (laughs) And then there are other moments when I'm like, I am TD Jakes, like this is going to, this is going to hit better than any message. Um, When over the course of the past several years that you've been writing, has there ever been a time when you knew that a song um, was anointed, whether it was something you wrote or what was a part of uh, the process, just you knew like this song is going to impact people?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's hard. I think when you're creative and again preaching and songwriting whatever it's all such a vulnerable process you're putting your heart on the line and it's yeah. so easy to be your own worst critic I think a <laughs> lot of times I find myself like is it good or <laughs> like I, I, I always second guess I always question like whether it's done or whether it's good enough um, and so I wouldn't say that I have that feeling a ton um, yeah. until of the songs out and i'm always surprised how god uses it i'm always like oh my word i didn't know oh my word i didn't realize that that's what where god was going to take that song but i will say there's even a new song that we're kind of working on for our our youth expression of worship elevation rhythm that we're all really excited about and kind of from the get-go it was this feeling of like i think i think god's really gonna like use this one because we all felt we all felt like it was honest, and we all felt like we connected with the mm. Lord, with the song. And so mm. um, sometimes you know, and sometimes you don't know. But either way, God's like, yeah. I'm going to do what I want with with exactly. whatever you give me. And so you never really can tell.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think some of the the moments where I felt like my message was the worst were the moments where God did the most with it. And yes. so... It's powerful. Um, Okay. In closing, uh, I just want to give our listeners a chance to get to know you a little bit. I'm just going to do a couple like rapid fire type of questions. Just super fun. Um, And you can, you don't have to rapid fire. You can take as long as you want to answer, but I'll just kind of ask quick questions. If you were going to give a TED talk on something that you were not known for, right? So it can't be worship. It can't be ministry. What would your TED talk be?
1: It would be how to make guacamole,
0: and, and
1: don't YouTube that because I will be very embarrassed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's amazing. There's going to be so many people YouTubing that right now. I can feel it. Um, okay, it's very what is your
1: embarrassing video of me?
0: What is your absolute uh, favorite worship song today, as of the time of this recording, June fifteenth, twenty twenty?
1: Oh my goodness, it's so hard to pick um i think i think refiner by maverick city
0: mm, wow refiner by song. maverick city
1: it's still my favorite right now for the past like six months or however long it's been out
0: i love it okay um are you a dog or a cat person
1: Oh, sorry it, it cut out on me what'd you
0: say Uh-oh. are you a dog or a cat person
1: dog person i don't own a dog probably won't own a dog for a long time but i like them more
0: <laughs> okay if you were going to be a part of a secular band what band would you be the front woman for
1: oh my word i've never thought about this <laughs> oh my word oh my goodness i don't know what the heck?
0: I, <laughs> I was, always think I of, was, like,
1: single artists. I don't think of, like, bands. I know.
0: Okay, okay. What what band, or what artist would you <laughs> want to be a part of the team for? Like, if they were like, hey, like, we're going to, like, duet this thing. Like, who would it be?
1: All right, all right. I like that. Um, maybe Ed Sheeran.
0: Ed Sheeran. I've Yo. always loved him. <laughs> Ed is the man. So, Maddie, um, my wife, she – Uh, has been to like a a ton of concerts in her life. And if you were to ask her like, what's your favorite concert? She would literally just be like, don't go to any other concert. Just go to Ed Sheeran for the rest of your life. And you'll be so like, so satisfied. Um, This has been so much fun, Tiffany. Thank you so much for um, just taking the time to uh, have a conversation, let people hear a little bit about your story and be encouraged by um, just all the great advice and wisdom that you shared for the past 30 minutes or so um thank
1: you so much
0: it's been an honor and uh where can people check you out where can they um connect with you online or wherever what's the best best place for them to do that
1: yeah instagram i'm always on there as and then elevation worship on any kind of music platform you like
0: Incredible. Guys, go uh, follow Tiffany on social media. Keep up with the incredible stuff that she's doing and she's a part of. And um, yeah, we are so thankful that you listened to this conversation. We'll see you next time.